Trainer. Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Yo, beautiful human. I'm pretty pumped because the Jonas Brothers are going to be hanging out with us V soon. Woo! We're doing this thing over Skype. Dan is here. Ricky is here. Hey. Um, did I say that you're a beautiful human? Because you are. By the way, today's conversation is happening because of ASU, Arizona State University. Message and data rates may apply. If you are considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Do you have college credits that you need transferred? Do you want to earn a highly ranked degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of those questions, Arizona State University really could be the school for you. Hello. Arizona State University is offering over 200 highly ranked degree programs 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that you would on campus from your home. It is the same curriculum that is designed by their award-winning faculty. You can take it wherever you are, earn the same exact degree that you would on campus. Plus, ASU Online is accepting most transfer credits. If you want more information, just text my name, Zach, to 35517. That is Zach to 35517. Discover for yourself why ASU is fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates and ready for this why more than 90 percent of asu grads are employed or receive at least one job offer within 90 days of graduation learn to thrive at arizona state university to find out more about asu online degree programs text my name zach to 35517 i think the jonas brothers are here hello kevin jonas hello hello yo yo good morning good morning to you sir are you in new jersey I am. Oh, I'm so jealous. Oh, F you. Oh, that's all I want right now with every five. I don't understand days. how and why would you say that? You're in Cal- sunny California. It's still like 50 degrees here. I know, but there's a charm involved. And there's like. Once you're a Jersey and you're always a Jersey. And there's, you know, that's true. There's like a. It's just the time. I'm still, I, it's home for me. So I get mm-hmm. it. I, that's. By, by the way, like that's the big thing. Home could be anywhere. It could be the crappiest place ever, and you want to go. Hi, Joe. Howdy. What's up, Hello. everybody? Hello. Hey. How's it going? Morning. Good morning to you. Yeah. But hi, Nick. He doesn't oh. like you anymore. I <laughs> Hello. Good morning. Serious, serious question. How's it going? Too early for a shot of Villa One? Yeah. Uh, no, never too early. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wow. The Jonas Brothers are on this Zoom call with us. Hey, thank you. Hi, everybody. Hey, good morning. Good morning. What's going on? This is a very official way of doing this, this Zoom. You know, you got a lot of screens. You got to keep it official. Yeah. Just, I want to, like, acknowledge the elephant in the room real quick. Like, how are we all doing? Are we, like, are we using this time to get closer to our loved ones, even though you guys are pretty close and love looks good on you? But, uh... (laughs) Like, are we learning new things about the people we share houses with? I think, you know, definitely trying to stay in touch with people that you're not near, um, that you're not close to right now. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of Zoom calls with family and friends. I think I speak probably more to my family and extended family and friends I haven't seen in a while on a more regular basis because of this quarantine. I feel like, I don't know if that's the same for all of you, but I end up finding myself checking in more, which I feel like is something definitely uh, once this is all figured out that we we continue that so we can can make sure we check in on each other more often. 
by the way, that like that's linked to time. Do we like having time to move slower, especially after the after the last I don't know two years y'all just had? It's you know the looking on the bright side of it here. You know I've been in, we were gone for so long to be able to spend time with my kids as much as I possibly can here, which has been great, and Danielle, and so it's just. It's nice to be able to focus on them for a time, um, but as you can see, we're still super busy and doing so much. And you know, Nick can speak to it, but he's got the voice and he's doing that from home. So we're we're staying pretty busy even through the quarantine. Which, by the way, I'm glad you brought up the voice. That is a big deal, and to be a judge, there is a great deal of responsibility. And it's a new—I mean, Joe, you did it, but for anybody, like that's a that's a different role to take on. Is there, like, what's the hardest part about doing that? Because. Uh, for me, it's been, it's, for me, it's been saying goodbye to people. You know, we're at the, the last week for this season with the finale show coming up on, you know, Monday and Tuesday uh, next week. And it's really tough. You, you build a relationship with these artists and kind of watch them grow over almost a five, six month period. And then to have to say goodbye, and especially in these situations now, like we've been doing these live shows where uh, you don't have that, that personal contact, you know, that, that, that ability to go up and give them a hug and, and look them in the eye, uh, doing it virtually makes it a little bit more difficult to connect and, and um, say those goodbyes. But, you know, everyone's been a great sport about it and kind of just happy. I think that, that NBC and, and the voice team made it happen to, to be able to do these shows. And um, they, they, you know, took a lot for each of these artists to, to set up their own rigs and do the whole yeah. thing. And, and for all of us to do it as well. But, been super fun and and i've been grateful that the the show went on is it i always wonder like is it an emotional burden at all because like these people go up on stage and like this is their shot this is their moment right like this is what this is what they got okay and maybe there's going to be another door but you don't know is it hard to give them 100 percent honesty in that moment uh no i i think i think that you know in the blind auditions and joe can speak to this too because he's obviously done it as well Blind auditions, you, you kind of have to be. You, you got to be really honest. And the cool part about the voice is that once they've gotten to that point, they've already been vetted a few times. And so you know that the, the level of talent is still very high, even if um, it's not as high as some of the others. So, you know, within that, you can be honest and give, I think, helpful criticism that'll, that'll you know, right. help them grow. And then as the, the season goes on, it the, the level of talent just gets higher and higher. And it's like, there's no question that that these are some of the best singers out there, undiscovered singers. So you're not really there going, oh, that wasn't good because it, it always is. Yeah, I think you also find yourself in their <laughs> shoes. You think about if you were going to go up there and be in front of these artists, you hope to get real feedback. And I think that shows sometimes if they really want it or not, if they're willing to take and accept those that create the creative criticism because it's, it can be scary. It can be difficult, but it, it's important as well. Is that one of the, the signs of a true artist, somebody who could take criticism and like siphon out the bad and the good and take it and grow because there's a lot of people who are stubborn. Yeah. I mean, there's some amazing stubborn artists, but I think, <laughs> um, I think it depends. I think, I guess I don't want to speak for Nick, but I imagine he also likes to work with people that want to, work with him and the same thing for me when I was on that show I think it's just you, you want to be collaborative and know that they're going to grow in the short amount of time you have it's only some six some, some months for a show like that so it really um it kind of weeds out the ones that are not going to be that focused 
I want to expand on uh, collaboration. Your documentary concert movie was fan-fucking-tastic. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Top to bottom, a great... (laughs) Okay, also, the live show, I was very blessed to catch it in Dallas. One of the best concerts I've ever been to. You guys did not disappoint in the effects, in the staging, in all of it worth it. it. Really beautiful. Collaboration amongst the three of you and all of you, it was really cool to see how it all works a little bit in that movie. Would you say that collaboration now between all of you is stronger and more fluid and the best communicated than it's ever been? I'd say for sure. I think it's really awesome that we were able to take that time apart to figure out you know, how we want to operate if we were to together again. And I think we took all those lessons we learned from the past, from what we did individually and just brought them into this new era. And it's just been great ever since. It's honestly been really easy and been rewarding every way. We're celebrating, correct me if I'm wrong, two songs coming out today. X and Indeed, v. correct. But, but, but X and V, that uh, is Roman numerals for 15. And one could say that in 2005, you guys first recorded Please Be Mine. The year is 2020. That is 15 years ago. Am I? It's all been, it's all been planned. It's a, you know, we've, uh, we've, we've thought through all of this for, you know, the last 20 years, we had it all mapped out. I really love like what people come up with because for the last week when we have shared this with fans and some friends, they come up with this elaborate family tree of what this means or they decode it themselves. And I don't think it's that complicated, but we actually kind of like it even more. Just let people figure out their own versions of this. I think the simplest Basically, one is today is the 15th and the song is X and then five more minutes. So I think that kind of covers it. Nick, what were you about to say? Yeah, just, just that. I mean, it, it's no more complicated than that. Although I'd like to <laughs> kind of believe that we're, we're thinking 15 years in the future when we're, you know, <laughs> I don't know, 16, 13 and 10. But um, we uh, we're super excited that these, these songs are, really important to us and you know five more minutes we performed on the grammys um which was kind of you know a wild thing to to play an unreleased song and then not release it for a couple months but uh, wow. we've been wanting to do more and more of that of just kind of giving these easter eggs to, to the new music we've recorded and finding the right moments to to put it out and share it with the world uh and then x you know feels like as everyone's at home uh sheltering at home um we this could be a, a fun soundtrack to kind of party in your bedroom or, or with whoever you're quarantining with. Uh, and then hopefully, you know, one day when the world starts to open back up, we can all um, dance to this song together, but it's a really fun song about, you know, at, at its core kind of making your, your ex jealous while you spend that time with your new love. Um, and it's just a, a good time. So obviously lyrics cut in Spanish. It is not your first Spanish record that you guys have done, but why, like, when do you know that a record needs to be bilingual? Do you go in from the gate deciding that this is going to be a song that's going to feature two different languages or we're going to need a feature? Or is that a certain point within the process that you're like, okay, this is I feel like it's, it's sometimes the song it, it'll tell you also like we, we had a great time on the last record that we did. Um, which came out like a year ago and, and it was so fun to play live. And, and when you go 
when we were playing, I remember we played that in Mexico and it was so incredible to watch the crowd sing it back to us. And even though we're not, we are not very, we don't speak Spanish at all, but a little bit enough to get by where we can like get the chorus going, but the, the audience really sang it with us and it was so beautiful. So I feel like the fans give us so much. We try to give them something back. Do you remember your first trip to like South America? Because I remember those trips making news for being crazy, like wild. Like yeah, we had, we had um, a really crazy experience in, I mean, this is in uh, Spain, but we, we were over there and it was like a big meet and greet. This is right when the band was like really starting to like catch some speed. And we were, we were with our former security guard, Big Rob at the time. And so it was just our, our dad, me, Kevin, Nick, Big Rob, and we were in a, in a minivan on our way to this meet and greet. We go through this big mall and they're like, hey, just so you're aware, um, there's, quite amount of pe- there's quite a good amount of people that showed up for this. And we're like, oh, okay, let's, let's see what, what, what you're talking about. Because we thought, you know, America was, was, was big meet and greets. We show up and it's just looks like a sea of people outside of mall. Um, and like the police show up and they're trying to funnel people into this small little line. It got kind of scary. And then it was like a zombie movie. It's running through this mall, trying to get back to the minivan um, <laughs> and something you see in the movies. And that was definitely one of our, our greatest memories and, and also scariest. <laughs> Their connection is very deep, right? Like what is it? I mean, everybody's connection. That was the one thing that you did so amazingly well in the movies. You really highlighted the people who have been there from the parking lots and the mall concerts and, by the way, when I went to the show, like I felt that camaraderie. There was this beautiful connection that just filled the arena of people just who shared a common love and you know just escape in this music. It was really, really, really special. Um, why? Why? What do you think it is that these everybody, including myself, have gravitated to and connected to for like a decade and a half? I think it's probably the the, the family aspect. I mean, I, I think there's there's always something special when when. Uh, families sing together and and um, I, I, I kind of believe that there there's a magic when you know we we do our thing together that uh, I I didn't feel necessarily was was recreated or duplicated in my solo stuff um, although I loved that journey and it was you know really fun and, and liberating I think that that you know recognizing that when you sing with your family it's literally blood and that's that's kind of uh, it's just a really unique thing and and so we, we also, I think, view the, the fans and, and our, our people that have supported us all these years as kind of an extension of that family. And that's what makes that connection so so deep and, and ring so true to us and to them. You, I, sorry, let me go. So you're talking about the connection with the fans. Are you guys worried about the future of touring? I think every artist is trying to find creative ways right now to play music still, whether it's Instagram Live or a big Zoom party. Um, I think our, our main concern right now is, is encouraging everyone to, to stay at home and be safe and, and to listen to their governors and, and, and make sure that they're following the rules. I think it's, it's obviously can feel stir crazy, but I think all of us staying away from each other and, and trying to be smart and, and that's really going to make a difference. So I think our, our, our thoughts, of course, we miss playing live. But I think priority number one is if we can tell our fans anything is just to, to be smart and stay healthy. 
Carla G on this record, beautiful voice, great vocalist. How does a collaboration like this come a, a, around? Do you have the song already done and you're trying to find a voice to fill it? And you need the right one? Or was she around from the very beginning? Yeah, so basically, um, we wrote the song um, and it felt like it had that you know, Latin flair to it. Um, sp Spanish speaking parts would be really interesting. Uh, and I had previously done a collaboration with Carol um, on some of my solo stuff with a song called Find You um, for a remix in Latin South America. And so we sent it to her and she, she loved it, which was so great. And, and my previous experience was so positive with her. And, um, and since then her star has just risen and um, you know, she's, she's crushing it. So we were so thrilled that she jumped on the track and um, you know, obviously this is a really unique situation where, you know, we're, we're not together to perform it or release it. Um, mm -hmm. But she's been kind of a team player. And as far as, you know, video, uh, any other things that, that we need to sort of be able to, to make people aware of this release, she's been on board to do. So it's been great to work with her again and, and that she's been so cool about all this. And um, it's an exciting record, I think, for, for all of us. I'm, ex by the way, very different right now in many different ways, in a good way. Are you guys kind of insulated in terms of who you're creating with? And have we made any progress on a next album? The album's basically done. It's been done yeah. for a while. Um, but the, the thing is, you know, we, we try to be really conscious of uh, a lot of things and, and just what the right timing is and, and knowing that, you know, there's no rush. This really exciting new way of releasing music ha has been, I think, really inspiring to us where we can put out two songs, you know, in, in May and maybe a few more songs from this album that we've already finished. Um, and we're just going to kind of ride that wave and see where it takes us. And my computer's going to die in a second. So I got to plug my computer in. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> when was all this done, Joe? When all the, the, al the, yeah. the like, album? Even X. When did you finish it? Oh, man. Well, we were kind of recording yeah. that from afar. I mean, we were on tour at the time. So anytime we stopped in, whether if it was to work with Ryan Tedder or a few other producers that we were making this album with, we, we got a, <laughs> the bulk of it done like last year. So... I guess you could call it luck, but we, we, like Nick said, we're just kind of holding on to these songs and, and, and the stuff that we, we've created to make an full kind of body of work. But we felt like, why don't we give fans something more right now instead of just one song, let's give them two. That way they feel like um, they get a little extra and they deserve it. Where the lyric, kiss me like your exes in the room come from? Because that could be awkward for everyone involved. <laughs> Well, I, I think, think it's a, know, it's one of those moments, you know, like, you know, if you've ever been in that situation, it's like, you know what, I gotta, I'm gonna make sure if the other, my ex is in the room that they know what's going on now and where I'm at and I'm super happy. And then, so then a, in this, in the set, you know, the way it works is you play X and then you play jealous naturally. So that way, yeah. um, that's whatever we would, then that's the, we're going to do a whole, the idea is it'll be a musical, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just going one to the other. <laughs> And out and and uh, we, I think we lost Nick. So well, now you got now you got just your two favorite Jonas Brothers on the call. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boom, uh, he's I'm coming back. back. Uh, hello. Sorry, oh, he's, he's indoors my... now. You have very nice shrubbery behind you. Good Thanks. Arrangements. Well, Thank you. Joe, I wanted to ask you about your uh, pre-show slap. Is that something you actually do? Oh man, yeah. Um, it started kind of when I when DNC 
was touring, um, Cole, our bass player, he needed a good slap. And I'm sure you guys are familiar with his oh, antics and, you know, he needs, a, he needs to get hyped. But it kind of just like his energy, you kind of are attracted to. So you naturally are, are wanting to do some of the same things or find your own thing, your own rhythm. So we just would slap each other before stage and get really hyped. Something I think probably some athletes probably do. Um, and so uh, it just kind of carried over to the brothers. We all have our own individual rituals before show. But yes, we did capture that on camera. And they kind of forgot that they were filming. Uh, and my wife's really good at it, but some, she's not like, she's not necessarily the best aim. So she'll catch my ears sometimes. And then my ears ringing while the show's starting. Who has the ideal palm for the slap? And why is nobody, why does nobody have the cojones enough to actually do it proper? I, my wife is, is really good. I just get scared because she's strong. <laughs> hey, you, you brought up family and we're going to wrap in a sec, but I, I want to know, like, how has your definition of family changed? over the years because it has to be different today than it was 15, five, 10, even probably three or four years ago. Wow. Um, I think the definition of family changing, I think our, you know, our family has grown. We've all, you know, gotten married and, you know, I've had children and I think it's about making sure the people around you that, you love and you care about are continually a part of your life and you bring them along with you in that journey and you grow. And I think the communication is key. And I think that we've learned to support each other in everything we do. Um, no matter if you understand the decisions people make or whatever, and just accepting that everybody's different and you could work together to make it, you know, feel like home or family is a safe place for anything. If you guys were forced to quarantine together at the beginning of this throughout the whole thing, do you think that would have been a good thing or a terrible thing? Probably oh, not a good thing. Probably not a good thing. After that long tour, I think we needed like a little bit of a break. We didn't anticipate it would be this long, but we didn't need this big of a break, but definitely be making headlines. <laughs> in, the, in a bad way? <laughs> a bad way, yes. Broken, broken bones in one home. By the yeah. way, Kevin, to your point, I, it, you know, it is like, it's an unconditional love, right? And it's accepting people no matter who you are, because at the end of the day, you're family and there's something deeper that connects you all as opposed to just habits or decisions. Yeah. It's, that's what it is. You said it best. Yeah. No. Thank you for that. Rick Dog Sanchez, what are you thinking? I want to know how you guys feel about the fact that a matchmaker in New York City said that people are more attracted to the Cuomo brothers than the Jonas brothers now. I agree. I get it. <laughs> I get it. sense to me. I'm more attracted to them than us. So I think um, those guys are doing way better things than we are right now. So. <laughs> and then my other question for you guys is I saw this video on TikTok of a couple putting their baby to bed to what a man got to do. So which of your own songs would you use as a lullaby to put yourself to bed? Of our own songs? Self <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to bed. Ooh. Yeah, put yourself to bed to your own songs. <laughs> I probably would do our, our cover of I Want to Be Like You of the Jungle Book. <laughs> wow. Yo, thank <laughs> you. Deep nice. cut. Yeah, and that one Deep happened. cut. And if yeah. you watch the music video, there's, um, it was like, I don't know, I think there was no budget. So they, we just got cardboard cutouts and placed them different areas. And that was the music video. There was uh, no and, animation budget. Yeah. Yeah. There's no animation budget. And uh, <laughs> it was fun. And we used all our friends in it. So I would probably yeah. put that one just because I, I, that was 
that, that song slaps. Nice. By the way, one of the coolest parts of your movie was watching John Taylor just sit on the couch and rattle off all the songs in the set list and watching it come together. I mean, it is like that must be feel like a reward to go through a discography so deep and so vast and be able to kind of curate a night of your own fucking art. Like it's all yours. It was really funny. Like the, the set list conversation was one that was that lasted like months prior to us even stepping into a space for rehearsal. It was just like, what is this going to look like? What, like, I think we actually, if I remember correctly, our retreat before we even released sucker before any of that, one of the things we did was we actually, I came to the retreat with cutouts of all of our songs, like literally like paper. And I, we put it as one of the things we did that night. We literally laid it all out on the coffee table and just built like our, a set list as like kind of like a exercise and just memory and fun. And the set list at one point was like 40 something songs. And Joe was like, I wouldn't go to this show. We're not playing this many songs. <laughs> it's cool only- to see it on the, t- like to see it like that. It is fun. Yeah. It's fun for us. I mean, of all the songs that we put together also like individual projects trying to kind of narrow it down wasn't easy now, nick five more minutes you recorded those vocals before the msg show right yeah i did and it was a very challenging song to sing but we got through it yeah i i was gonna say i, I feel like you should be saving your voice for the show well, he, that, he wrote an email about that would. afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and most people would, but uh, you know, we we've always we've always kind of been you know ones to really push the envelope on the workload, you know, before a show and and uh, everything leading up to that moment is you know part of the process. So I think actually going and recording new music before a show is a really unique and, and cool way to get ready and and kind of get the momentum going. But it also, you know, you got to be smart. You don't blow your voice out. And with that song in particular, it's just, it's co-written by um, this guy named James Allen, who's a fantastic singer. And he laid down the initial demo. And uh, it's, you know, he's one of those singers that makes you mad because he's just so effortless. And um, what he can do with his voice is is really specific and kind of unique to him. So it was a challenging sing, but we got through it. And now we're here. Yeah, does like that throw you off when you hear uh, like a scratch track and because like clearly he did it right, but you're doing it right too. But it's your own version of right. Your right is going to be different than his right. Yeah, uh, and there are some people that you know just sound you know better on certain songs than than others, kind of written for their voice or whatever. But it's cool to collaborate with those people because you take little bits and pieces as a singer from different singers and kind of start to just grow and, and get better. Um, so, you know, it's good stuff. Final thought and final question. Do we have a date for the album? Uh, we don't. We're going to not yet cross that bridge when we get there. See what happens over the next, you know, couple weeks, months. Is it just marinating on a hard drive somewhere? <laughs> marinating. <laughs> yes. You know. Hey, yeah, Jonas Brothers. Shots. I, I thank you for hanging out and giving us energy, and I, I appreciate you all forever. Like, really, thank you. Thank you, guys. It's good thank to see you, everybody. Thank you. Good yeah. to see you, guys. Dan, Zach, thank see you. See you soon. Love. Yeah. Bye, Bye, guys. Later, guys. Bye. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Podcast Network.